Welcome to the Sustainable Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Shyla Shower, and joining me this week, I have Dr. Achintia Besbarua. He is a professor of environmental engineering at North Dakota State University. He teaches courses in drinking water quality, treatment, and supply at NDSU. His research group works on water purification issues with specific emphasis on small communities in the U.S. and across the globe. He also is a Fulbright Scholar and is working in rural community drinking water treatment technologies in India and Guinea. He earned his Ph.D. degree from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln and worked for the URS Corporation before joining NDSU in 2005. So join us today as we talk to Dr. Besbarua about arsenic in the water. I have Professor Chintia Bezrua joining me today, who's a professor of civil and environmental engineering. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. So I we were put in contact because I have been asking these sorts of questions about what's been going on in the water supply. And some of your students so kindly put me in contact with you. And I really appreciate it because you're doing some really interesting research. So can you tell us a little bit about your background and the research that you're doing. Thank you for asking this question. You know, and thanks to the students who have introduced you to our research. So as you know, North Dakota State University is a land-run university. So we work with problems which are local as well as you know, which have international relevance. So one of the problems we work with is drinking water. Drinking water is a major issue, even though many time we think U.S. doesn't have drinking water issues. U.S. actually have a lot of drinking water issues, which we need to handle. So this is one of our research area. Other research area that we work with, we work with agricultural research, where we develop benign, so-called benign, less toxic insecticide and pesticide. Those are the two research areas we work on. And within water, one of the interesting research area we work on is removal of arsenic from drinking water. So we can talk more about that one as we as we go ahead with this podcast. Yeah, great. So a lot of people, can you tell us a little bit about what is arsenic just in general and why we're, you're finding it in the water supply? Sure. Let me, let me, before I talk about arsenic in scientific term, let me tell you about arsenic in novels. You know, those who have read detective novels, more particularly Agatha Christie's novel, you will see arsenic is one of the poisons murderers will be using in that novel. And it, it is not a random selection. It is a very, very intentional selection of arsenic. Arsenic is so toxic that it can people kill people instantly. And this has been this has been there in for time immemorial, arsenic has been used. Uh, so arsenic is an element, like any other element, gold, silver. It is present in the environment naturally. And if you go to art crust, 
you know, it contains a very, very 0.001% or so arsenic in the whole crust, earth crust. And that is normally supposed to be there in arsenic, uh, in, in the earth itself, confined to that one. But because of our activities, human activities, they have found ways to get dissociated from its normal, you know, chemical confinements and come out to our water. And that's, that's what you see in there. Also arsenic, you know, they, they affect our body. I'll talk about that in a minute. Mm -hmm. uh, other thing also, arsenic has its uses. You know, arsenic in a very, very fine particulate permit, which is called nanoparticle. That means if you look at a microparticle, you know microparticle, this is a microorganism. If you divide it by 1000, that is nano. So arsenic in nano size is used for cancer treatment. So there are uses, positive uses also, or arsenic is extensively used for electronics. And uh, so to summarize it, so arsenic is a naturally occurring element in, in, in the art crust. Mm -hmm. So now uh, let, us, let us talk a little bit about the effects of arsenic. So, you know, there are different contaminants uh, in the world. We know all of them. You, you know, most of us know about E. coli, the bacteria. Or you may know about nitrogen, nitrate. Being in an agricultural state, you may know about nitrate. Those are uh, contaminant in drinking water. But those can be destroyed totally. If you want to treat them, you can get rid of nitrate. You can get rid of bacteria totally. There'll be zero bacteria, zero nitrate. But in case of arsenic, arsenic kind of is non-destructive. You cannot destroy it. So you cannot get rid of it totally. Only thing you can do, you can transfer from water phase to a solid phase. So basically you can use an absorbent and absorb it. Now that's a problem, definitely. Now that tells you that how difficult it is. Now let us look into the issues that create. So arsenic can be present up to 10 microgram per liter. To put things in perspective, if you take a spoonful of sugar and divide it by 400,000 times, divide it into 400,000 parts and take one part of it and drop it in a, drop it in one liter of water, that is the concentration we are talking about. That small concentration is toxic to our body. So, wow, fact, so it's, it's very small. Very, very small. Yes, it's very, very small. Now, this 100 microgram, uh, sorry, 10 microgram, 10 microgram, they're actually thinking it, lowering it down. Europe is thinking of lowering it down to five or three microgram. There are technological challenges to do it because we do not have the right technology. And that's what, what we do research at NDSU. Now we'll possibly talk, we'll talk about our research a little bit more, how what are exactly you are doing to alleviate this problem. Uh, now, the arsenic, when it goes into our body through drinking water, uh, mostly drinking water, so it can create you know, nervous system problem, cardiovascular problem, and also it may cause cancer. That's the major problem. It can, it can cause you know, skin cancer, it can cause lung cancer, 
you know, cancer is a major problem here. Mm -hmm. So now, do you see it immediately? No. It's a chronic dose that you get over the years. And that becomes one of the factors for our disease. Now, last week, there's a new research has come up which says that pregnant women, if they take arsenic-contaminated water, child may be affected in terms of child may develop diabetes in the long run. So these are the concerns we have at this time. Yeah, pretty big concerns. Um, so a lot of the... I, how does the extra arsenic outside of just being in the earth get in and contaminated the water supply? Okay. So what happens is art crust, art has a smart way. Art is very smart. So what it does, it binds arsenic very tightly. Typically arsenic is bound to any, most of the iron compound is bound to iron compound. So you will find them bound together very tightly. But what happens because of we extract so much groundwater uh, from the aquifers we have, mm -hmm. so water level goes down and is exposed to oxygen. That is one of the reasons. Now there are bacteria who tries to extract iodine and others from the formations. So they work, this is, it is, this is a biochemical process that start releasing arsenic to the water. So arsenic comes up and get, you know, dissolved into water. That's how you see water coming up. And many times people think that, okay, if I have arsenic in my well, I need to simply pump water, more water. That actually worsens the situation. You will have more and more arsenic because more and more arsenic will be released to a system. Mm. Now, one of the system I didn't talk about, which... I don't want to scare you, but this is reality, that arsenic that we have in water, they find a way to our food products. You know, mm -hmm. one of the major concerns Food and Drug Administration has is arsenic present in rice. And rice, you know, actually rice produced in U.S. has the most arsenic. And that arsenic is so toxic that Food and Drug Administration has come up with an advisory for baby food that baby food should not contain more than 100 microgram of arsenic per kg of it. So these are, these are, the, these are the basic things. And how, how do arsenic find its way to, to rice? It, it, basically, the plant confuses arsenic to be phosphate. That's one of the reasons. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it and then accumulates in the seed. Mm -hmm. So... I, th I think those are the basic pathways that we see. Of course, you know, arsenic, arsenic can be in your body through other systems, like if you have a coal-fired power plant, oil refinery, or if you're using insect insecticide and pesticide, which is the reason for presence of arsenic in North Dakota water. So North Dakota has a Superfund site. Superfund site means which is highly contaminated site. So here they use in 1960s and 70s, they use arsenic-laden uh, pesticides. So that's- Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's the reason you find. But if you go to Minnesota, Minnesota is slightly different. This is geogenic. Geogenic means it is geologically there. You know, Minnesota is 
we are living in Minnesota. We live on the glacial tilt, which is like, you know, original, original formation. The glacial tilt contains a lot of arsenic and that arsenic finds its way to the water or food we produced. Mm. So that is, that, is the, that is the uptake route basically we, we are talking about. And also there are arsenic being used in you know, textile industries, smelting um, in, in of metals and all, mining industries, you find a lot of, lot of arsenic. Those are the anthropogenic or human made causes. And of course, natural causes are these. And of course, when you have a volcano erupted, you, you will see a lot of arsenic coming out, going to the atmosphere as well. Mm -hmm. So is, is there any governmental regulations on some of these human-created um, systems, like with the agriculture or anything like that, to regulate the amount of arsenic? Or how does that work? Yeah, there are there are regulations. In fact, Food and Drug Administrations and USDA and uh, US Environment Protection Agencies they have regulations in terms of drinking water, in food products, and everything. How much you can have, but as because it's a natural product, there is always a small amount of arsenic that is remaining, and that small amount is not necessarily toxic. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of the classic example is alginate. Alginate is a plant-based polymer, which is used in a lot of food products. And if you look at the composition of alginate, it also contains a little bit of arsenic. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to scare you, but this, these are the realities what, where we live in. In a, in a mm -hmm. low concentration, we have antidotes. We have remedies for those, even if we consume it. But we are talking at a high dose when it goes to high dose, which is a problem. You know, one, I can give you an example from a small city in Minnesota. So Minnesota, uh, I, I don't want to name those cities, but there are sure. multiple, multiple small cities in North Dakota, where, uh, North Dakota and Minnesota, more particularly in Minnesota, where the population is only 200 people. You know, so here people have arsenic in their drinking water and uh, their limit is 10 and they have 12 units in their water. So as far that rule, they have violated that thing. So North Dakota Department of Health has come up, you know, you need to remediate this. Now this population of 200 people has to spend almost $3 million to get a drinking water treatment plant established in their, in their community. So, I mean, I mean, what I'm saying is there are regulations Mm -hmm. to regulate this arsenic in water and food. Uh, food it is little slack, but water, we are very, very strict about it. But there, mm -hmm. there are consequences of it because we need a lot of money that need to be pumped into this small community because of this. Right. So, um, yeah, I can imagine a community of 200 people doesn't have a huge budget for a $3 million water solution. Yeah, typically the government will give you some loan, some amount of assistance, mm -hmm. but some amount has to be generated from the, from the public. So it is a basically mm -hmm. annually you will pay a certain amount. I think it's, it's, a, it's a big burden on people, definitely. Right. So with some of these health effects of arsenic being in the water, um, 
what is this of course it's something that's going to accumulate over time and have variable variable factors such as your overall health but is there any sort of acute or sudden symptoms people might know say um, you go and you you drink some water that um, has a little arsenic in it or is it something how long would the accumulation time be about so typically if you if you if you come to my house and my house water is contaminated with arsenic if you drink a glass of it possibly nothing is going to happen because our body has the perfect filtration system you know that is known as kidney kidneys can you know take care of it or maybe there will be some accumulation body will possibly take up some of it but that's not going to affect us but then when you when you do you know accumulation over years you know, at high concentration, that's when you see the problem. And we right. already, because this, this concept, this is interesting how we have come up with a 10 microgram per liter concentration, because we have done, studied some animal models. We use some animals to predict it. And as we all know, animals are human, animal and human are two different things, but we still predict that based on animal. So the 10 microgram, maybe right or maybe wrong we don't know really mm-hmm. you know so now if you look at history of arsenic poisoning in terms of drinking water one of the classic example is bangladesh you know bangladesh what happened is you know they they have they have a lot of water but very less water to drink and for irrigation so we have provided them with wells, wells, which is can be pumped. And they have arsenic problem. Then you see body races, skin cancer. If you just Google, you know, arsenic contamination, human health effect, and go to see images, you will see some images just with a warning that these are not nice pictures to see. You will actually, you will actually physically see body races and similar kind of effect on human being. Yeah. So, you know, I'm so appreciative of the work that you're doing around this. And, you know, you do a lot with North Dakota and Minnesota. Are these issues that are more recent issues or have they kind of been going on for a while? And now people like you are finally doing the research to sort of bring it to people's attention? It has been going on for quite some time, you know, because if you look at this uh, super fun site I talked about, North Dakota, mm-hmm. I don't want to name the place, but there's a super fun site in North Dakota where the arsenic problem came because we used arsenic, uh, uh, arsenic-based insecticide and pesticide to control insects. Mm-hmm. So... Now that become a super fun site. What does super fun site means? That means kind of a federal government takes over of cleaning up that system. And that community has to be supplied with drinking water, pipe drinking water from elsewhere. Now this is, this is we, we are aware of this for quite some time, for you know, 30, 40 years, we know about it. Uh, but mm-hmm. what was happening that uh, many a time in villages, and rural areas in US, we do not have access to testing our water. Or sometimes we do not even want to test our water because we take it for granted that our water is good. So that is one thing, right. you know, many times we may not know it. It is happening, we don't know it. 
And that's why we always emphasize that you should get your water tested at least once. You can go to your local city or municipality or county and ask them, can you test our sample? Even if it costs a little bit of money, it's worth testing your water. And there are technologies to get rid of it. It's not that there is no technology. There are technologies to get rid of arsenic very, very easily. And the city water, is this something, um, I think, you know, we get a little handout every year, mm-hmm. but is it something that you can call the water or the, the city and ask them about um, a report on what's in the city water? Yes, absolutely. No. Because that is, that's a fundamental right we have. They're supposed to give us annual water quality report. Each city, either now they're started posting on their website or they used to mail it. I, I live in West Fargo. So West Fargo City would be mailing me the drinking water quality. You know, now of course we are merged with Fargo City. So this is the same combined drinking water quality. If you look at drinking water quality, they will be listing all this, what is known as a primary contaminant and secondary contaminant. Primary contaminants are the one which has to be regulated by the city. Now, if you look at, you will actually find a little bit of arsenic in our regular drinking water also, which cannot be taken, Mm -hmm. you know, those are not considered toxic, but there are some, yeah, arsenic in those drinking water. Now, if you want to get your water tested, you know, you can definitely go to the city and they are definitely very, very helpful many times. So talking more about the solution, because I know that you're a very solution-based um, person and what you're working on. So can you talk a little bit about the solutions that your research is finding for communities sure. like Minnesota and North Dakota? Yeah, sure. So, you know, every problem has a solution. That's a good part about it. I know I have been talking about all the negative things right now. looks like the you know, world is coming to an end. That's not true. You know, there's always, you know, half full situation we have. So we have been working on arsenic problem uh, at North Dakota State University in civil engineering department for quite some time. I think almost 10 years we are working on different aspects of it. We, do, we, do, we have two approaches of doing research. One is the fundamental science to understand what is happening. And based on the fundamental science, we try to develop filtration system or treatment system. So now arsenic binds very easily with any iron-based compound, anything you do, because if your water has both arsenic and iron, that's a very nice thing to happen because we can pretty easily take care of your water if in that, that, is, that happens. Now, we use some iron-based material to remove arsenic from uh, your drinking water. Now, challenge is still there for irrigation water though. Now, if you want, also you can at home, you can possibly use a reverse osmosis system to get rid of quite an amount of arsenic. Uh, then also, if you want to treat your well water, there are, there are technologies available very easily. You can actually Google it, you will be able to find it. Also, if you want to make your own system, it's very easy because you just need to use some iron material, iron filing, iron nails, or sand that is coated with iron. And I, I'm making it look simple. It, it involves a little bit of technology, but not much. So you can use those to get rid of arsenic very, very easily. 
that's nice to know that there's some very simple solutions to the if you are seeing arsenic in the water um so if people are more interested in this topic as i'm sure that they are um is there any way or is there any place that you can direct them to or any research that they can take a look at themselves for arsenic in the water supply you know the best thing to do always if you have any water issue environmental issue type in us epa arsenic you know us epa nitrate you know eps ua eps us epa fluoride so you will find us epa typically have uh, the problem described very very nicely also the solutions given what are the solu- existing solutions available there also universities the extension department uh, typically has some information about uh, water quality improvement there may not be enough on arsenic but arsenic if you go to usp website you will find lot of technologies there are there are printed documents you can download for free to do that and also uh, you know anybody interested to know you know there are minnesota department of health north dakota department of health and you know environmental quality those are the organizations you should possibly talk to and also north dakota state university if you're interested to know will be more than happy to you know talk to you about the situation we are a little bit you know resource limited in terms of doing testing and everything if you bring a water sample from your well possibly we will not be able to test it because we are resource limited in that terms you know but if it's part of a resource we can definitely do something yeah and you had mentioned before when we had talked about how you had been working um with different people in the community who are trying to get farming and helping them test the soil as well correct yes absolutely yes yes you know we have you know this is this is nice nice example we had a couple who came over to us uh, to uh, get their water tested so we tested their water uh, because we have a, we have a long term understanding with them that they will allow their farm to be our research base so we are going to do some research in their farm so when we tested their water we found arsenic so at that point you know we we are trying to get into an understanding with them okay we can get rid of the arsenic provided we can come out with a cost sharing proposition because ndsu doesn't have all the resources mm-hmm. uh, we can develop this technology to get rid of arsenic from your irrigation water and also drinking water as i say drinking water is not a problem at all drinking water because you don't need that much drinking water in your household the many time we think you need a lot of drinking water no we if we have 30 liters of water every day in your household possibly that will suffice to the need of your 30 liters mean 10 gallons or you know 11 gallons of water if you have that in your house that possibly suffice to your daily need of four member family but for irrigation water is a problem we we work with we work closely with a lot of lot of people and if it is a kind of a understanding we have of course we have to get resources for that to do that research because by when when you say we get to get resources because we have to support the student who is working on the pro- project we also support right. the testing facilities because those have to be maintained 
you know you know we, yeah we are definitely interested to work with the community at any, any level and we can find out the resources together possibly yeah i like that collaborative coming together and working as a team um, and that's what, you know, I really appreciate about the research that you're doing is that, you know, you're not only just bringing attention to the problem, you're helping find solutions to people that are very feasible and they are coming as a collaborative sort um, way of solving the problem. So I think that's so great. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for taking time to explain um, your research and everything that you're doing. Like I said, I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate the research that you're doing. I'm going to include at the bottom of this, maybe some contact information if people have more questions or if they want to get a hold of you. Um, and so people will have that information. So thank you so much for taking your time. Thank you very much. Sony. And you, you yeah. have a good rest of the day. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.